If you own a small business, if you own a micro business, this is going to be a good podcast for you. I've started and stopped it a few times. I've struggled with this topic for quite a while and struggled with whether I should do it or not. And I've decided I'm going to do it. Lately, uh, I have discovered that small business, micro business owners, small business owners have become enamored of um, yet another business marketing strategy for 2024 that I think is probably fake, uh, meaning that it's it's a it's a, a fool's errand. <laughs> So we're going to talk about fake business marketing strategies for 2024 in the Bob Davis Podcasts, Podcast 1124. Probably won't get a chance to mention the GardenGurusMN.com Christmas pots. These are pots you put in your entryway that have a lot of color, a lot of plants that produce a lot of color, and they're great gifts for that special uh, person in your life that wants to sort of spruce up the entryway of your home or your apartment or whatever, wherever you want to put them, they will deliver them at GardenGurusMN.com. If you want information for pricing and what they are, pictures and so forth, go to GardenGurusMN.com for more information. So I'm going to start this by talking about business classes a little bit. And I don't mean the kind of classes that you sit in. I mean the way that you categorize business businesses. There's obviously large businesses, there's medium-sized businesses, and there are small businesses. And now there's yet another category, which is micro businesses. I am running an artistic business. It is, I guess you could say it's entrepreneurial. Uh, and it's also a micro business. In other words, it's a business that's quite small. It's one employee, me. I sit on the board. I am the board. I am the, all the things in this little tiny micro business. And it affords me the ability to do what I love to do, which is to travel and comment on the nomad world and on life in general. And I can talk about a lot of things, but this is what I've chosen to talk about. Pursuant to the development of this business for a period of time before I went out on the road, I networked with small business people. The networking experience was really great because it allowed me to look at the business uh, market, so to speak, in really up close and personal and granularly. And, and I, I took a lot from that. So these days when I see stuff that local business people, and I'm talking about business people that are doing business marketing and business networking all over the country, are probably talking about are these business marketing fads that come out. And, and one of them lately combines artificial intelligence, podcasting, and podcasting on YouTube in particular as the one of the, if not the, quote unquote, small business marketing strategy for uh, 2024. The thing that triggered this for me was an article that I saw recently that talked about Spotify uh, having to cut uh, expenses by laying people off. I mean, a lot of people, they've laid off something like 600 people and they're planning on laying off more. So they're financially in trouble. Spotify, of course, invested I think something like a billion dollars in podcasting uh, as though this was going to be um, the, the the panacea. Podcasting, the growth of podcasting is really actually pretty amazing. If you go back to the early 2000s, 
Uh, I started podcasting in 2009, and I had a few good years as a podcaster that offered advertising, and I had some pricing power as well until uh, everybody and their brother literally had a podcast. It is interesting to note that most of these podcasts have really no significant uh, listener base, and even more that Spotify has learned that the celebrity podcasts, and I'm sure iHeart is learning this as well, the the celebrity podcasts do not do as well as uh, they expected. Many of the celebrity podcasts fail. So you have a massive amount of podcasts and now suddenly YouTube uh, supposedly is going to tweak or has tweaked their algorithms to um, push podcasts. And so everyone is being told, hey, you should do a podcast uh, on, and put it on YouTube. And, and I'm getting this suggestion from people on my YouTube channel. I've talked about my YouTube channel. I don't want to do that. I think uh, YouTube slash television, for lack of any better term, is a different medium from uh, audio. I, I, I put a lot of stock in the audio medium because I think audio is a very special medium to work in, which is why I, I was an early adopter of podcasts and really became enamored of producing podcasts and loving podcasts, not to produce the content so much. I've never suffered from a, a lack of content, but the actual work of making the audio sound good and, and, uh, and, and doing things with sound in the podcasts. And, and this comes from my origins uh, in radio where I, I did production. I, was, I, I produced commercials and I produced station promos and I uh, did a lot of production early in my radio career and also was on the air early in my radio career. Went through years and years of management doing quote-unquote marketing and, uh, and researching radio stations. And, and listeners to radio stations, and then going back on the air later after consulting and doing a lot of other things. So I've done a lot of things in my chosen business, but the thing that I love the most is being on the air and, uh, and production, and podcasting gives me that. So this is an artistic business that I'm running. A very small micro business is an artistic business. And the thing that I learned about uh, marketing uh, and the thing I learned about small business marketing so-called marketing is that most small businesses in most places are probably micro businesses um, if they aren't micro businesses they're small businesses well, what do i mean by that with every marketing group the the ones that i've had some experience with you get the you get the at&t's and the um uh, HR companies and the, the companies that do payroll, you get uh, like Heartland, let's say, or whatever the other big one is. You get the the big real estate companies, and then you get small businesses that are very successful in small uh, markets. The real estate guys, the uh, the lawyers, the uh, accountants, and so on. And these people are running small businesses, and some of the small businesses are quite successful uh, in these these marketing groups. And and the idea with the marketing groups is generally to pass business back and forth between people. And it, and and a, and a good marketing group, if you have the right product, can take you from really struggling to uh, having the 
having enough business to grow your business or to build your business completely from the networking platform, whatever that networking platform is. And when I say networking, it's where you get together with uh, other local businesses and share your hopes, strength and uh, fears, as well as past business back and forth. So the mechanic guy, the transmission repair place, the places that offer uh, really essential services, are, are usually do pretty well in these groups and then they're able to pass business back and forth between the smaller micro businesses, the jewelers and the, uh, the, uh, uh, the nonprofits and the network marketing people and the people that provide some kind of small uh, scale service where they have to do everything, whatever it is, house painting, that kind of thing. These people, I believe, are the targets of what I would... I hesitate to call them charlatans because I don't think they're charlatans. I think they honestly believe these things and they're trying to put out information to help small businesses and that if you do it this way, you're going to be successful and it's really uh, a fake business strategy and I'm gonna, I'll tell you why. If you go and you look up marketing, you're going to see, you're going to see what is a basic definition of marketing. And then what has become what I believe is the widely accepted definition of marketing, which is really advertising. Marketing is not advertising. Uh, the, the most simple definition of marketing that I can come up with is you have identified a need in the marketplace and you're going to take a product or service to fulfill that need in a marketplace. A great example of it uh, well, I mean, the best examples of this are illegal businesses like drugs and gambling and prostitution where it is illegal the or where the need exists uh, on a consistent basis. Those, of course, are illegal businesses. But then there's other businesses, and a good example would be when uh, the gold rush occurred in, in uh, California in uh, 1849. Suddenly businesses sprang up, and wherever gold was discovered or silver or certain things by miners, what would happen is that hardware companies would, would, would spring up selling picks and shovels and, and uh, so forth at exorbitant prices. In company towns, uh, you would see stores spring up that sold groceries at exorbitant prices, or a person who opens a grocery store in a small town that doesn't have a good grocery store and is the only game in town, right? Those are businesses that have identified a need and have, have sp sprung up to serve that need. That's marketing. It's taking a product or service to market. That is not advertising. Advertising is creating awareness for uh, a, a, a product or service in a product category so that the business can grow because simply people have become more aware of it, uh, whether it's use of some creative uh, advertising ploy or strategy or just raw advertising power, uh, which we used to refer to as just artillery and radio, which is we're going to spend $800,000 on TV ads in this market and blow the doors off everybody to create more awareness for a product. Now, this is a complex thing because if you don't do it right, you can destroy the product, but that's another really, uh, really another story. Another thing that advertising is has done uh, in the legend is that advertisers early on in the game in the early 1900s 
created a need for soft drinks, created a need for cigarettes, created a need for certain types of alcohol like beer and different brands of beer by uh, very, very effective advertising, creating a need for something that people didn't know that they had a need for. But somebody figured out that they did and they used advertising to to seed the need or to advertise a product or service in a particular category. That's not marketing. That's advertising. And, and I know that that's a, a, a purest form of looking at it, but it's because of experience that I look at it that way. Because marketing is really what you're doing to get business and what need you you have identified that you need to fill and advertising is advertising that service or product i think i've made that pretty clear so when you hear these people talking about marketing strategies that really are advertising strategies instead of looking at them as marketing and looking at them as advertising strategy strategies then you, you might be able to begin to think about making the right decision And in the second half of this podcast, I'm going to tell you why podcasting or doing your own videos, uh, whether it's on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram or YouTube uh, or, you know, whatever, TikTok, may not be a really good idea. Quick mention for my guys at 36 Lynn, the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis. You know, fuel prices are kind of coming down and some people are aware of this and some people aren't aware of this, that oil prices are are starting to come down. And yes, just as I say this, you'll look and you'll see that they're up in the stock market, but we're talking about oil futures. They It rises and falls, but generally has been falling over the last uh, few weeks since it kind of peaked in late summer here in the United States. The reason I mention it in relation to 36 Lynn is they get a better deal on fuel because they're an independent refueling station. That means they can pass the savings on to you. So the fuel is cheaper, but in the store at 36 Lynn, they have Peace Coffee. They have locally sourced products from from A to Z, and it's worth going to check out the stuff in the store. The other thing is 36 Lynn is very involved in the community there in South Minneapolis where they are, 36th Street South and Lindale Avenue South in Lynn Lake. And it's so important these days, especially in Minneapolis, and they deserve a big gold star for being involved in the community the way that they are. They have a great Instagram feed, at 36Lynn. Check them out online at 36Lynn.com, and just go visit and say hello. Get, get some coffee and fill up and just check it out. One of the things that vexes me is podcasts, when, when you hear people talking about podcasts, they talk about this exponential growth of podcasts. Everybody's doing podcasts, and they all do really well. And the implication is that if I have a small business, I should do a podcast. When I started networking, I went from, what's a podcast? This was the number one most asked question to me. What's a podcast? They didn't even know. To, I want to do a podcast. To, my brother-in-law does a podcast. My kid does a podcast. You know, I want to do a podcast to help my business. And I used to say, well, then you're going to be uh, you're going to be spending all of your time podcasting instead of running your business. That's the first thing. That has now morphed into these people on YouTube telling people that what you should do is you should do a podcast on YouTube because YouTube's algorithm is going to push out your podcast and it's going to be amazing because it's going to quote unquote market your business and you're going to grow and it's going to be great and you're going to become a star. I watch people who would put stuff on Instagram and 
or uh, Facebook in particular, and it, they would get 200 views or 300 views, and they would be over the moon about how many views they got for something that they put on Facebook, not really fully understanding that, you know, some people put stuff on Facebook, uh, some uh, quote-unquote influencers, and that's a whole other bailiwick that I need to talk about, uh, would get literally tens of thousands of views. And the thing I learned, I tested advertising uh, on Facebook with my podcast, spending anywhere between $20 and $50 a week for a year. And it had virtually no effect on the feeds. What had the most effect on the feeds in the last 10 years for my podcast uh, was uh, when I appeared on a, a, a video channel that had over a million subscribers. That has done wonders. And then I reactivated my YouTube channel with the idea uh, of building awareness for my podcast, which it has done. And so the YouTube channel is almost bigger than the podcast and the podcasts continue to uh, do well in terms of their feeds. But I'm a content creator. My business is content creation. It is YouTube. It is a podcast. And I do talk about all kinds of things. I don't talk about my business in podcasts. And I don't expect to get a bigger customer base, say, uh, advertisers, shall we say, uh, by, by, by going on and doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast because it's my life experience. It's my uh, expressive nature that comes through in the podcast. And people listen because they may, I, I don't know why, but they listen because they like the content. So my business is an artistic business in the sense that I'm a content creator. I'm not a uh, I'm not a guy that lays concrete who wants to use, who, who thinks that if they do a podcast, people are going to listen and it's going to be great. There's a million business to business podcasts out there. Most of them are terrible. They're literally unlistenable. I did a project for Hubbard uh, Broadcasting. I said, you know, I'll go out and identify the great podcasts in every major market and we'll put together a whole thing. And they said, okay, give it a shot. And I spent, uh, I don't know, a, a week listening to podcasts in other markets, uh, trying to find the best Chicago podcasts or the best San Diego podcasts, let's say. I was, I couldn't, I was horrified at how unlistenable they were, whether they were business podcasts or whether they're guys who had concrete companies doing podcasts or whatever they were, they were terrible. I'm sorry, but they were just terrible. And I called my friend at Hubbard and I said, uh, yeah, this isn't going to work. Uh, I, I, my proposal was complicated. I'm not going to mention it again. I mean, I'm not going to explain it. But my, what I said was, I, I, I can't in good conscience tell you that these are great podcasts because I can't even listen to them. They're so bad. And the same is true often on YouTube. Uh, I did a couple of, I used to do this thing where I would help people with marketing stuff by, by helping them find quote unquote influencers on, uh, on YouTube and in podcasts. Generally, I found them to be unlistenable. And, and uh, why? Because they weren't, uh, they weren't heartfelt. They were terrible content creators. They were terrible speakers. They spent, you know, five minutes at the beginning of every podcast shucking and jiving. And it was just, they were not listenable. Not because I didn't like the content, not because I didn't like the people. Occasionally I would find a diamond in the rough uh, and I would recommend them. But uh, 
my friend uh, at, at Hubbard said, uh, well, how, you know, let me give you some money. Let me pay you for your time. And I said, honestly, I wouldn't ask you for a cent for what <laughs> for. I just can't, I can't even charge you for the time that I've already spent to find out that this is a disaster. Now they ended up doing something else, but uh, that accomplished that purpose. But the businesses that are successful in podcasting are the businesses that are providing services to podcasters. I'm going to teach you how to do a podcast, right? So here's Bob Davis's simple. I'm going to teach you in one simple sentence how to do a podcast. I'm not going to tell you how to get it on the internet or any of that stuff. I'm going to give you a simple, this is a simple sentence on how to do a podcast. If you can't think of anything to say, beyond one podcast if you can't think of anything to say if you can't draw on your life experience and do it consistently day in and day out for a thousand podcasts and spend the time and effort necessary to do that don't do a podcast i don't care if it's about your business i don't care about any of that because it's not gonna it may in fact hurt your business if you if you as a person can't reach down and find content every day. Think of yourself as a writer. Could you write 700 pages a day or a week uh, of content on any subject? So if I called you up on a Tuesday and said, give me 600 words on sliced peaches, could you do that? And most people can't because they're not writers. I couldn't do it. I'm not that much. That I mean, I guess I could. I could give you. I could give you 500 words on sliced peaches because I happen to love sliced peaches with whipped cream or sliced peaches with yogurt or whatever. But that's me. Most people can't do that, and they wouldn't because guess what? They're running a health business, or they're running a concrete laying business, or they're running a real estate company. They don't have time to do content. And I think also. This is where we get into advertising because we're not talking about marketing. You know, oh, we, we're going to do podcasts as a marketing ploy. Okay, what exactly are you going to do with your podcast as a marketing ploy? Because you could end up hurting your business because when you put up something out there as a public face of your business, that can end up hurting you more than it can help you. It's not very good advertising. In closing, it comes down to the level of sophistication of a potential marketplace. And in most cases, people uh, who are younger demographics, the people who are actually in those buying uh, years, 35 to 54, they have become uh, very uh, sophisticated and very sensitive to marketing efforts they know when they're being marketed at uh, and and more they re they resent people like influencers so that becomes highly ineffective so when it comes to advertising not marketing you you've already figured out you've already identified that you're going to be a commercial real estate guy or you're going to be a multi-family uh, apartment guy or you're going to be a real estate developer or you're going to you know be the guy that you're going to do flooring let's say you've already identified a market for for that do you really want to 
spend time away from perfecting what you do and teaching other people how to do what you do and opening three or four more locations or 10 more locations, which is really the key in business. It's identifying a market, it's creating a single business to serve that market, and then opening 15, 20, 30, 40 other locations so that you can maximize the profits in that uh, that hole, that opportunity, as long as it lasts. It's not uh, tick pick, it's not, you know, splitting your time between making sure that Larry and and uh, Phil get out to the uh, work site in time at 7 a.m. to make sure that the lawnmowers are working and all the things that you have to do to run your lawn business. It's about uh, whether or not you're actually putting, you know, you're working on the podcast today or you're editing the podcast or you've hired somebody who doesn't know what they're doing to hire or to produce or to create or any of those things because now you're in the media business. Do you need to be in the media business? I would say no, and and mainly because if YouTube is pushing a podcast algorithm, let's say, they're doing that to go after Spotify or to go after other uh, people that are doing that. They want to monopolize that market because they see millions and millions of people doing podcasts, right? So now you're jumping into something that millions of people are doing, and for what? Everybody wants to be an influencer. Everybody tries to be an influencer. You know, the more young people I talk to, everybody wants, and quite honestly, everybody out here in Quartzsite wants to be some kind of an influencer on YouTube. And they think if they have, you know, 100,000 viewers, or if they have 100,000 uh, subscribers and, and 10, 15,000 views for each video, they're raising hell. But the reality is, these large companies or people who really are influencers have tens of millions of views. Are you going to be able to do what you need to do? to become someone who has tens of millions of views per video as an influencer. Do you have what it takes to do that? I mean, the Kardashians started doing this 10 years ago when this was all new. So uh, if you're going to jump in when everyone else is in the water, is that really worth it? And the best way to explain that is, would you buy a house when everyone was buying houses and the prices were way up and the interest rates were way up? If you would, then you go ahead and try that and see what happens. And and you might it might work for you. You might you might do uh, become an influencer and do very well and blow your business up that way. But that's not how businesses blow up. They blow up by finding a market and serving that market very well. Uh, I know a real estate, uh, you know, uh, franchise person who is extremely effective at serving clients. She's amazing and her people are amazing at serving clients needs. That's why her business is growing. It's not growing because somebody's advertising it. It's growing because people are telling each other, hey, if you want to get this, this is the person to talk to. It's the people who concentrate on the mechanics of their business and also expanding their business by either creating more locations or hiring more people to produce more and training those people effectively. And if, if you're going to do influencing and it takes you away from that process, well, it, you're gonna, you're, your business is going to suffer and you can do real damage to the perception of your business. And if you have a local business and you are doing videos on YouTube or doing a podcast and you're in uh, Oxon Hill, Maryland, and your business is in Oxon Hill, Maryland, and you get viewers from Minnesota, what's the point of doing that? So it, it isn't it isn't a bitter judgment. It's just I am confused and and actually amazed at the number of people 
who are easily swayed by these marketing strategies that seem to work, but they may not work. And I'm not the final arbiter of whether they work or they don't work, but I, I do know what it takes to do a good job doing content creation. And I do know that it takes a lot of time. And one of the things that people who run businesses are is uh, really, uh, they're, they're being run ragged by all the things that they have to do. The number of networking meetings they have to attend, the number of uh, job sites they have to visit or the number of clients they have to deal with. And they're overwhelmed half the time. And now you're gonna add being an influencer or doing a podcast or doing a video podcast to that. When are you gonna do it? How are you gonna do it? Who's gonna do it? Are you gonna do it? The ones I've seen that people do that don't know how to do it, uh, not very good. Now, one of the things that I should mention is one of the great things about the podcast is that uh, people who listen to the Bob Davis podcast have really been supportive and I really appreciate it because it just basically goes to fuel. Brandon Sabata, who came in from YouTube, $5, thank you. I want to talk about Mindy. She's doing this thing called Mindy's Goals Reached at gmail.com, and she is selling these uh, Akai Berry uh, smoothies, basically, as far as I can understand. She's sending me a bunch of them. I'm going to talk about it. But Mindy has supported uh, the podcasts uh, just amazingly over the years now. I've known Mindy a long time, $20, and that is on a, um, a payment plan. Same with Brandon Sabata. So when you go to the Bob Davis podcast, at the bottom of the page on the phone, there's a donate button. It's on the right-hand side of the column if you're on a PC. Uh, you just click donate and it takes you to PayPal. You can set up a payment plan or just send me whatever you want to send me. And every cent is appreciated. I have to thank Chris Broberg who sent me a hundred bucks and he said, hi, Bob, still listening. Not as much, but I turned my nephew, Eddie Reed, onto your show. He's an aspiring nomad. If uh, you do a thank you, definitely shout out to Eddie. Eddie, I'm doing a shout out. He'd love it. Keep doing what you're doing. We are listening. Chris Brober. Uh, Chris and I have known each other a long time, and he is one of the coolest guys. Uh, and we've had our moments for sure. So, Chris, thank you as much as I can. The trigger for me were, were these, these we're going we're gonna to teach you how to market your small business. Beware. And that's all I'll say. Thanks for listening to the Bob Davis Podcast. Podcast 1124, Fake Business Marketing Strategies for 2024. <gasps> Thank <laughs> you.